Welcome to the Configure Price Code podcast. My name is Frank Sohn and I'm the founder of NoCPQ Consulting. This podcast is 100% focused on Configure Price Quote, also known as CPQ, and will provide you useful insights into this topic. I'm very excited to announce Ron Eisman as my guest today. Ron is Vice President Strategy Configure Price Quote at Infor. He has over 30 years of business experience and 20 years of CPQ experience. He joined Infor through the TDCI acquisition in 2013 and lives in Lexington, Kentucky. Welcome, Ron, to the CPQ podcast. Thank you, Frank. Uh, excited to be here. Let me start with a question regarding Lexington, Kentucky. This is obviously your hometown. So do you travel regularly to the headquarters in New York or do you work from your home in Lexington regularly? So originally, uh, I grew up in northern Kentucky, so about an hour north of here, just south of Cincinnati. Uh, when I joined TDCI back in uh, 2001, uh, based in Columbus, Ohio. So I lived in Columbus, Ohio for about 18 years until just earlier this year. My uh, family is all in Kentucky. My, both my kids now go to the University of Kentucky down here in Lexington. So my wife and I decided that we'd go ahead and relocate back to our uh, home state of Kentucky. So we moved down here about six months ago and uh, love it down here. Make a lot of trips up to Columbus where the majority of the CPQ team is still based. Uh, and then also uh, wherever our customers are uh, around the country. Excellent. So then maybe tell our listeners also a little bit more uh, about yourself. What do you do if you don't work? I guess you work a lot, right? But uh, a few minutes that you have where you don't work, what do you like to do? Well, usually when I'm not working, you'll find me like actually I did yesterday. You'll find me at the side of the pool. Uh, so swimming pool for the last 10 plus years uh, outside of work. My kids are both uh, competitive swimmers, so I love to go watch them compete. Actually, my son is now a freshman at the University of Kentucky, and yesterday was his first college swim meet, so I was able to watch him compete against uh, Indiana and Notre Dame, who are both uh, top 10, top 15 programs in the country. So that's where I end up spending most of my time when I'm not working. Oh, wow, that's very exciting. So if your kids do college sports, so they must be very good. Yes, yes. My, my son in particular, my daughter has had some injury issues, so she had to stop swimming uh, a few years back. But yes, my son is uh, still competing and uh, a, a lot of uh, exciting competitions hopefully coming up in the future. Excellent. And I hope you have lots of exciting nights for that. So, <laughs> But Absolutely. now let me ask something concerning the product configurator, CPQ, TDCI and Info, right? How did you get started working with the product configurator at the time? So for me, actually, my history with product configurators goes back to uh, 1993, uh, back long before it was ever called uh, CPQ. Uh, back then, uh, it was referred to as knowledge-based engineering. I was working with uh, Anderson Consulting at that time with a, a company that was starting up a new manufacturing plant for configured products. So we were building a knowledge-based engineering solution for them. Over the years with Anderson, continued to work with configurators through various ERP implementations. And then in 2001, I was asked to join uh, TDCI, where we built uh, what is now the Infor CPQ solution, uh, began to partner with Infor in 2007, and ultimately Infor decided to acquire us in 2013. 
No, and I think that's very exciting, right? So you're one of the few who has that much experience. So 26 years, that's a lot of time. Lots of things have changed. The name you mentioned, right? So the CPQ, I think that came up 10 years ago or so. But when you look at this right now, there are lots of additional things that are talked about. If you talk about machine learning, if you talk about using um, the smart factory or things like that, right? What's most exciting for you being still being in the CPQ product configuration space at this time in 2019? Well, I think like a lot of industries, the, the pace of change due to technology is really impacting the CPQ market as well as uh, uh, many other industries and solutions. I think specifically, you know, historically, CPQ and you know, configuration drives a lot of data uh, that can be used. But now with a lot more the advent of analytics and uh, ultimately building off of analytics for artificial intelligence and machine learning, as we look at moving forward with that and how we can truly leverage that data, that's really what's exciting as I look forward uh, from a CPQ perspective. Excellent. And I will ask you some more questions about that a little bit later. Now, you, you have been in the space for a long time. There have been uh, quite a number of people who have written about this and who are in influencers in this area, I guess you could say. Uh, are there any influencers that you listen to? And, and if so, why do you listen to them? Yeah, so from my perspective, there's a lot of people that uh, are, are influencers uh, in the product and people that I listen to, certainly from an analyst perspective, you know, people like yourself uh, and understanding more broadly uh, where uh, you see the market going, but also listening to our customers. Uh, we have a, an executive advisory board uh, that provides a lot of input into our product, talk more broadly with all of our customers. We just had our annual user conference a couple of weeks ago down in New Orleans, so speaking with a number of our customers down there about some of their business challenges, where they see the CPQ solution potentially helping some of their challenges moving forward, but then also talking to a lot of internal people from a sales perspective, from a services perspective, uh, what some of the challenges are that they're seeing as they're, they're implementing the solution for our customers uh, as we try to decide where do we need to go with the product moving forward. Yeah, and I think also that this is probably interesting for a lot of our listeners. Also, Info is is a fairly big company, right? So, and uh, even though the name is not necessarily uh, always mentioned uh, for CPQ, you you have a pretty sizable operation, right? You want to mention a little bit more about that? Yes, Info is a three billion dollar company. We have over fifteen thousand employees uh, based uh, internationally, New York. Is our is our headquarters, but yes, we have operations in uh, more than 100 countries uh, around the world. So yes, Infor is definitely a, a very large company, and that's one of the things that has really helped us uh, through the acquisition is is just the scale that we've been able to leverage at being part of Infor and a three billion dollar company as opposed to a, a much much smaller company based in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and you know being able to leverage that and bring that into the CPQ solution uh, to address some of the challenges that our customers have. Yeah, and that's a good segue to my next question, because whenever somebody was with a smaller company and is then merged into a larger company, it's typically a very big change and not everyone enjoys that. And so I'm wondering for you personally, what did you consider the biggest benefit or surprise regarding working at Info instead of TDCI? Yeah, I think the biggest benefit, as I, as I mentioned, is, is just the scale uh, that we have and all of the research that's going in into all of the emerging technologies 
uh, throughout all of our business solutions and industries within Infor and being able to figure out which of those can help make a better solution from a CPQ perspective versus you know, what we would be able to do as a you know, 100 or 150 person company uh, based in Columbus, Ohio. There's only so much uh, that we're able to invest into R&D and, and looking at some of these emerging technologies, whereas now we're able to take advantage of not just the research that's going into it, but actually the development where Infor is, is building a lot of uh, tools that can be used and easily uh, brought into as part of the solution for a lot of the products like CPQ. Now, tell us a little bit more about what you and your team do. I mentioned in the introduction that you are the vice president, strategy, configure, price, Quote, what does it mean? Sure. From my perspective, you know, my focus is really on defining the overall strategy for CPQ and specifically around both our product strategy, where do we need to go from a, a product capabilities, helping to drive our product team on, on what the roadmap needs to be over the next you know, one, two, three you know, plus years, uh, as well as then our go-to-market strategy. So our sales strategy, our marketing strategy, both for our direct sales team as well as our partner sales teams around the world. And then helping those sales teams and educating them on what the business challenges are that our, that our customers might experience, uh, how CPQ can help address those challenges, what the return on investment would be uh, for you know, being able to implement CPQ uh, for our customers, and then support th those sales teams through the, the sales and implementation process to ultimately ensure that our customers receive that return on investment. And I think what's interesting for a lot of listeners also is to learn a little bit more about your end-to-end -end capabilities, right? So when I say end-to-end, -end, I talk about, in this case, customer relationship management to order management and enterprise resource planning systems. And Info has quite an offering in there. You want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, we do have a complete offering uh, from, uh, you know, our biggest focus from a CPQ perspective is within manufacturing as well as distribution. So looking at the, the breadth of the products, uh, touching the entire business process and customer lifecycle and customer engagement. But from a CPQ perspective, what role does CPQ play in that? So you know, that's one of the big things as well that we look at from a CPQ perspective, where there might be a lot of vendors that are very narrowly focused. Maybe it's just a, a capability within a, a CRM solution. But from our perspective, we take a much more holistic view of it and look at how CPQ Uh, what role it plays in the overall enterprise. So as you look at way up front in the, the customer engagement and customer journey from a, an initial uh, engagement and, and trying to drive interest in the products. So that might be yeah, a customer going out to a corporate website, wanting to research what options are available, what capabilities are available, even before they engage in a sales cycle. Uh, but they're beginning to do some of that research. Then being able to support that through either a, a dealer sales process or an internal sales process, be that with directly in CPQ or tying into ERP, but ultimately, particularly as it relates to manufacturing, being able to support that fulfillment process. So driving dynamic bills of material, dynamic routings, uh, supporting that entire manufacturing process and ultimately the, the delivery to the customer. Hmm. So from, from, our, from our perspective, it's really looking at that full end-to-end -end process. Yeah. And one question here. So there are lots of capabilities now available that you wouldn't have connected automatically to CPQ 15 years ago, right? Like, for example, visualization, like advanced pricing methodologies. Are you uh, providing all the capabilities yourself or you also partner with other CPQ vendors on selected topics? So we do a lot of things ourselves. So, so we have some capabilities, both analytics, 
artificial intelligence, machine learning, those are all capabilities that we're developing internally within Infor. Uh, we do have a number of visualization capabilities, but there are some specialized skills that we do partner with. Usually those are going to be specific providers. Maybe that's a very advanced visualization uh, capabilities, getting into augmented and virtual reality, uh, where we're going to be looking at some of the, the industry-leading uh, companies that are out there and how we might be able to partner with them to, to be able to bring those, some of those solutions to the market. So it's a combination depending on what the right approach is for that uh, situation and solution, whether we decide to build it in-house, whether we already have another team that might be uh, doing some things in that regard, or whether we're better off uh, partnering with someone to try to bring it to market more quickly. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you also is what customers in general should look at the info solution beside the manufacturing customers and distribution customers you mentioned before. Yeah, so, I mean, historically, uh, manufacturing distribution has been where our focus has been. So, so that is really the, the majority of our customers fall within that, uh, primarily because we do drive that end-to-end uh, -end process. But beyond manufacturing and distribution, we're beginning to get into some additional uh, markets and seeing some uh, success in areas like retail uh, is definitely one of them. Uh, the services industry, as an example, we, we use the solution internally for our own uh, quoting and uh, contract generation uh, process. So there's a number of other industries that, since we've been acquired by Infor, we're beginning to get involved in, whereas uh, as we were still TDCI, we were 100% manufacturing focused. And uh, another follow-up question on this topic, are you also targeting more customers who would use Infor potentially on an e-commerce website? Yeah, so definitely that's one of the, the big trends that I see is the continued convergence between CPQ and traditional e-commerce, where companies that maybe historically sold only through a, a dealer distribution channel, now they want to begin to sell direct. Maybe that's just for spare parts. Maybe that's for uh, end products themselves. Uh, and beginning to figure out, all right, how do we entice those those customers? How do we make the information available on the corporate website? If if we want to give them the option to buy, how do we do that? And therefore, how do we uh, take the capabilities like configuration and tie that into e-commerce? Uh, so that's definitely something that we're looking to do and, and are working on both uh, internally with our own e-commerce solution, uh, as well as that we've done with another uh, a number of other customers uh, from a project perspective. Great. My next question is more traditional CPQ. In many sales discussions, the integration questions between CRM, CPQ and enterprise resource planning system is not discussed in much detail because it's not an easy topic, but it is very important. So my question for you is what key integration information should customers know about the integration between CRM, CPQ and ERP? Yeah, I would agree. I, that end-to-end -end integration is very critical. Uh, so, you know, one of the things you need to look at and, and consider is is making sure that you're not just supporting the uh, the sales uh, front end, but also the back end of how am I going to deliver these products, how am I going to manufacture these products, and the and the variations of that through the bills, materials, and routings within manufacturing. As an example, uh, one of the key things you need to look at is what's the cost of building that integration, what's the cost of maintaining that integration as versions change and, and upgrades and so on. You know, one of the key things you need to look for is, is the value of having the pre-built supported integration. So that's one of the things that we look at is trying to build a lot of those integrations so that our customers can leverage that out of the box. And if not, making sure that we have a solution that's architected that's very easy for our customers to use so that we can integrate it in very quickly with, uh, with any solution that they might have. 
If you need to know what's happening in the CPQ world, have a look at our monthly CPQ Circle subscription. It has a state of CPQ, industry trends, news, tips and tricks, and an event calendar that shows CPQ-related industry events eight months out. Try it today, you won't regret it. Go to NovoCPQ.com, look for services, and then select subscriptions to sign up. And now one question which always comes up and that does not come up just with Info, that's with other big solutions as well, who offer CRM and ERP solutions. Can customers who don't use the Info CRM and ERP solutions still use the CPQ solutions and how much work is involved when they do that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's actually one of the benefits of having been a separate company before the acquisition is when we were TDCI, we were completely agnostic as far as what ERP solution it was. So whether it was an Infor solution, Microsoft, Oracle, it didn't matter to us. Uh, we supported them all. We, we uh, implemented with all of them. We've continued that even post-acquisition with Infor, where we have standard in integration, as you would expect, with all of the, uh, the Infor solutions and ERP solutions, as well as CRM. But even beyond that, we have standard integration supported out of the box from our product development team with Salesforce CRM, Microsoft CRM, and then from an ERP perspective, uh, Oracle ERP and uh, Microsoft uh, Dynamics ERP as well. And I recently saw a demo from you, right? So, and I think you work on a lot of very interesting topics. And what I was wondering is how important are some of these advanced topics or topics that are related to CPQ, like artificial intelligence, machine learning. We mentioned that earlier, price optimization, potentially industry 4.0, right? Especially since you're working on manufacturing, then the general topics, which seem to be interesting to every CPQ vendor these days, like subscriptions and visualizations. How important are these topics to you? Yeah, they're all at various levels of importance as far as when I look at uh, how frequently we get into those conversations with our customers. Uh, visualization is, is very important as an example. Uh, that's one that comes up in the majority of our uh, opportunities where, that we have to talk with customers and prospects. Others that are a little further out there as far as Industry 4.0 and how that you know, ties back to uh, CPQ, not as far along with, with that. Uh, but definitely one of the hottest things that's, that's being discussed is uh, analytics, uh, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and how that can change things from a CPQ perspective uh, that ties into some of the price optimization that you had mentioned as, as well, as well as a n number of other areas. So that as well as the visualization are probably two of the, uh, uh, the most frequent topics that we'll engage in with, with customers. And a follow-up question regarding the analytics portion. Is there anything specific that you are working on and that your customers are interested in that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the biggest values of having a, a CPQ solution is the access to that data. Unfortunately, go back a few years, while we had all of the, the data that was uh, available within the database, there wasn't a very easy way to get to it, to mine that data, to really get insights from it. Uh, you could you could write reports, you could do some basic report, reporting, but that was about it. A few years ago, Infor acquired a, a solution called Burst. Uh, that is our analytics solution. We've now integrated that in with uh, Infor CPQ as well. So leveraging the power of an industry-leading analytics package, where we're now be, being able to get insights into not only quoting data, but really the the 
the specifics in the, in the heart of the data that you want to get to is the configuration data, the details of the attributes to understand what products and, and what options are being uh, quoted, uh, what, what's being ordered, uh, you know, which, which options might be frequently quoted but don't turn into orders. Uh, you know, those types of things at, at more of an attribute level, very, very powerful insights that we're able to now provide to our, our customers based on bringing an industry solution uh, like uh, Burst into the, the mix for CPQ. Excellent. Now, when you look at your customer base, what, what are the biggest challenges they tell you about, the, the most important problems they want you to help fix? Well, at the highest level, uh, business is becoming more and more competitive. So all of our customers are looking to figure out how they can increase sales, reduce their costs, and differentiate their brand against their competitors. So in a nutshell, that's really what they're looking for. The specifics in their particular case, based on their products, uh, their competition, and so on, might be a little bit different as far as the particular challenges that they're experiencing. But that's ultimately what they're looking for: is is how can I how can I sell more? How can I do it faster? How can I get uh, quotes out faster? Proposals out faster? Because oftentimes, if I can be the first one out there to respond to the customer inquiry, I can win the business. Uh, versus somebody that might might even be able to come up with a better proposal, but takes you know three times as long. Uh, so the more that they can shorten that time is one of the biggest benefits to help them do that and win more sales, uh, increase their win rates, and and so on to drive uh, their increase in uh, sales. But also do that by uh, having it in an automated fashion, trying to take as much of the uh, the manual labor out of that process to really compress the time and uh, increase the responsiveness. Now, one topic I hear more and more often from customers right now is important to train users on the capabilities of the tool, right? So, and I think 10, 15 years ago, it was very different from what it is right now. I see more videos used within the program, right? I see uh, shorter training sessions, ad hoc training sessions and stuff like that. I was just doing, what, what are you doing to enable your uh, users faster these days? Yeah, certainly trying to take advantage of, of things like that to, to add more uh, you know, capabilities directly into the solution, uh, whether it's videos, whether it's, it's uh, you know, help and, and tips and so on through the process to make it easier. Obviously trying to make the whole process more intuitive so that the, you know, there's less training that is, is required. One of the things that we're seeing is more and more, even from a CPQ perspective, where perhaps it's a little bit more geared towards the, the B2B side of the sales process, but the influence of the expectations from a lot of the newer users today of uh, being used to the experience from a, a B2C perspective, a lot of the e-commerce uh, sites that they would go to, whether it's an Amazon experience as an example, and expecting that a solution like CPQ works and flows and feels uh, much more like that. So that's one of the things as well that you know, we're looking at from a product perspective of how do we make uh, the experience much more intuitive to try to limit some of the uh, The, the training that might be necessary for new users. Excellent. Another question I wanted to ask you because I hear it very often from the customers I work with also is what they should know about APIs, right? So because typically when you have a discussion as a customer with a vendor and they don't have an off-the-shelf solution, they would tell you we have APIs and that works. And that's why I want to ask you here, what should customers know about APIs from your point of view? Yeah, and actually, that's again going back to the uh, the, the pre-acquisition days as a, a solution that was independent of any particular ERP. Uh, that was critical for us. We had to 
build a solution in such a way that it was very modular, it was very easy to integrate, uh, we had very open and simple to use APIs. So that, that's, that's critical for us, that's carried forward. Uh, so you know, we're able to leverage that both within the integrations that we do build with the, the, both the Infor and the non-Infor solutions on the CRM and the ERP side, but also if customers do have a uh, specific ERP that they want to tie into or uh, their own e-commerce site or their, their website, those APIs are very simple to use uh, and, and consume, uh, which really min- minimizes the time and effort to bring them online. Excellent. Now, one question I have to ask, obviously, is how important is CPQ for Infor, right? So it's a, it's probably not the biggest seller, but how important is it? CP, CPQ is very important for, for Infor. While it may not be you know, the, uh, the highest revenue generating solution, particularly when we compare it to our ERPs, in the markets where it's important, like manufacturing, it, it's a critical piece. Uh, particularly for discrete manufacturing. Uh, CPQ is critical. It's becoming more and more important as uh, companies and, and our customers are being driven to you know, provide more options uh, and meet the demand for every individual if they want it their own particular way. Everybody wants to do their own personalization for their, their products, whether those are as an individual consumer uh, that might be more you know, retail-oriented, apparel-oriented, as an example, or as a business. So if I want it to fit exactly what I need for my business process, uh, and therefore yeah, I, I want it to be uh, configured to exactly what, what my needs are. So it is uh, very critical, particularly within the, the manufacturing industry, as well as a number of our other industries. Great. Now, with, an, with the upcoming um, Mar- Gardner Magic Quadrant report, I want to ask you, what do you think in general of Gardner Forrester IDC reports? Well, they're certainly valuable for uh, prospective customers to take a look at. Uh, certainly, as we talk to the analysts, uh, that's one of the inputs that we use as far as what they're seeing as far as the CPQ market going, what some of the technologies are that they're beginning to, to see and suggest that we might be looking at. Sometimes we're suggesting to them some things that uh, they should be considering. It's, it's a piece of data uh, that, that can be uh, taken into account. As far as the specific vendors, you know, it really depends uh, so Forrester, unfortunately, we were in the middle of the cycle with them where they're coming out with a new report. Uh, they've lost their CPQ analyst, so that report's been put on hold. Uh, so that one is probably not forthcoming anytime soon at the moment. Uh, Gartner actually went through a shift recently and changed from looking at the broader CPQ markets and now only looking at cloud CPQ vendors. So from our perspective, while our solution is 100% uh, cloud from a execution perspective and a user perspective. We do have a couple of our design tools that are not yet fully in the cloud. They will be within the coming months, but not yet. So unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be fully included in this uh, round of the Gartner Magic Quadrant, but I expect that we uh, should in the next one. Great. And then in in this case, you also have to mention the online review sites. And as an example, let's use uh, G2. Uh, How important is that for you? Do your customers use that? Do they tell you that they are interested in this? Yeah, I would say that's that's less frequently at this point in time, although that's an area that is starting to grow a little bit. I think it's still very early as far as the influence that uh, you know, some of those sites currently have. But you know, given the, uh, how broad you know, reviews are for products uh, across the board, everybody's looking for reviews from you know, other sources. Uh, so you know, previously, you were limited to pretty much analysts 
uh, or you know, references that the vendor might give you. Those are certainly other sources that uh, you can start to look at, but I think right now it's still fairly limited as far as how often that we hear our customers looking at uh, you know, solutions like G2 Crowd. But you know, as we project forward over the coming years, I expect that will probably increase. Another question I have to ask now is what can or should a customer do to prepare for a project with the InfoCPQ solution? Is there any homework they should do to make the project implementation better and faster? Well, it really depends on what they're coming from. So our customers typically fall into one of two categories. Either they've never had a CPQ solution before. They might be using manual processes. They might uh, you know, have uh, spreadsheets that we still see today where you know, companies might have hundreds of spreadsheets or these you know, gargantuan spreadsheets with hundreds of tabs uh, that they use for doing a lot of their quoting uh, process. So if that's what they're coming from, then it's still more of a, a process of making sure that they understand what are their business rules. Uh, you know, how, how, do they, how do they make their products? How do they sell their products? How do they price their products? That might seem very simple, uh, but oftentimes for those companies that don't have that structure in place before, uh, we, there's a lot of time spent up front trying to make sure there's agreement because you know this group does it this way, this group does it this way because they've had the freedom to kind of do their own thing, whether that's based on you know, different geographies or, or different product lines. If they're coming from a, an existing CPQ solution and just looking to uh, improve and upgrade their solution, then the discussion is going to be more of really trying to understand you know, what do the users want or need, what are the challenges, why aren't they getting the adoption that they need, and let's make sure that we, we focus on that because ultimately uh, we need to drive the, the adoption of the solution to really get the return on the investment. Excellent. I think we could keep going for quite some time. I really enjoy our discussion here. But uh, if anyone wants to follow up with you after uh, the podcast is done, what's the best way for them to contact you? And maybe also, is there a possibility to see you and the solution somewhere at an industry event? Yeah, so as far as contacting me, uh, that's easy. Uh, the easiest way to do that is ron.eisman at infor.com. So you can certainly reach me that way. From a in-person perspective, unfortunately, uh, we just had our uh, big annual user conference a couple of weeks ago in, in New Orleans. So we don't have any immediate events coming up in the, in the next uh, month or two. Uh, but certainly if somebody wants to reach out to me, uh, be happy to have a conversation and uh, you know, schedule a one-on-one -on -one, uh, at any time. Ron, thank you. All right, great. Thanks, Frank. I'd like to thank everyone for listening and hope you learned something interesting today. If you like the podcast, please go ahead and rate it on iTunes or share it with your friends and colleagues. In the meantime, you can find us online at www.novocpq.com. So long, everyone.